Late Night City, Beyond the Dark. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go across the water. We go across the water a lot. We're going to Alabama, which is an interesting place in itself, and we're going to be talking to Kelly about this. Let's say hello to Kelly Kasich, a weird news journalist. That's wild, Kelly. Hello, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Uh, my pleasure. What a weird title. It is a weird title, and it's one I sort of created for myself, and I have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> Well, first of all, tell us about Alabama, because I've never spoke to anybody in Alabama before. Well, I wondered if you were just having me on because you've never heard an accent from the American South and you needed to know what we sound like. But yes, Alabama, I want to say this before we get started on any of the weird things. Alabama is a beautiful, wonderful state full of uh, very intelligent people. Um, We have gorgeous mountains, waterfalls, and we have a gorgeous beach, but we also love our stories and our legends and our folklore, so I do a lot of writing about those things. I have to ask, is there racism still there? Well, you know, there's racism everywhere, but I like to look at it this way. Um, you know, especially Birmingham, Alabama, um, was known in the 50s and 60s for, um, like, the, the seat of, of racist activity. But I like to say we're also the place where people brought about change. You know, we're also the place people stood up to racism. So I, I like to think of it in a positive way. And, of course, there's not anywhere near the, the problems we used to have. Right. You've got a weird title. But tell us who you are before we got to the title. So who was Kelly before that? Um, well, I've been a journalist my whole life. I got a degree in English from Auburn University and realized um, there was no paying job for an English major unless you had a teaching certificate. So I sort of uh, fell into journalism, and for many years I did a lot of straight news, and I was an editor and really enjoyed that work. But five years ago I changed, we've changed to more of a digital approach, and I took this new job and sort of carved out the weird news niche for myself. Now where did the idea come from? Where Did, did you sit down one day and go, hang on... <laughs> No, I um I told the the people when I hired on at AL.com, my new my new home, I told people that um, the editors that I wanted to continue writing a humor column that I wrote, and that I wanted to do a lot of things on weird roadside attractions and lots of fun history, quirky history, and I think they were kind of skeptical at first because you know people tend to think history is something only old people read, and we were going digital. But it turned out that the more I wrote, you know, people just loved it. They ate it up. So it just slowly, gradually became that that was all I did. I didn't write news anymore. I just wrote all of the fun, quirky stuff. And, of course, the wonderful thing about that, Kelly, is it's never dated, so you've got no deadlines. Exactly. Exactly, (laughs) and I love it. I love having no deadline and no calls in the middle of the night. (laughs) I have a column in one of the papers in England, and uh, I hate it when you get a deadline. You got a deadline? Oh, right, fine. The story's just broken, yeah. but I'll get there if it kills me. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly, can you yeah, remember the sure. first weird news item? The first ever you did? Well, the first ever would have been back. I was still writing some weird news back in, back when I was a news reporter. But the first one for AL.com, which is the news presence for all of the state's largest newspapers, um, was about a haunted chicken house. 
this was actually a paid attraction. People could pay to go through, just like any haunted house, but it was built in a chicken house where, you know, they raised chickens to, to sell. So you go through the, the house, um, and I don't know if they cleaned up all the, the chicken poo off the floor, but anyway, it was just a fun story about the haunted attraction. You do realize that I'll never be able to eat eggs again now without thinking of you. <laughs> well, good. I hope you remember me. I will indeed. Oh, I'm sure I'm going to remember this interview. Kelly, have you ever encountered danger because of uh, doing what you're doing? No, I I don't. Because I work for AL.com, I don't enter uh, dilapidated buildings that are on private property because I wouldn't be able to use the photos or the story anyway because I'm doing something illegal. So I'm very careful about things like that. I don't uh, – really, there's more danger from people when you're a news writer, you know, angry people coming in and screaming at you about this news story or that news story. And so um, I had someone who was sort of stalking me at one point because I wrote a story about him. Um, so it's really more dangerous when I was writing news. Now I'm just having lots of fun. Now tell me, um, in your background, if, if you don't mind me asking, because then it's pertinent to the next question, are you a religious person? Um, well, I was raised a Methodist. I don't really attend church anymore, and um, just for a variety of reasons. The organized religion sometimes I have issues with. And I was a single mother um, for many, many years, and I couldn't really find a home at a church that, you know, that helped me with being a single mom. So I do have my faith, but I, I don't attend church regularly. You know, that's an amazing statement you just made. I'm a gay man, and I lost my religion, and I can't find a church that will accept me for who I am. So I know exactly what you mean. That's that's incredible. We have a real similarity yes. there. The reason I mentioned yes, religion was... Uh, if it crossed over while you were doing these weird news stories? No, and, and here's why. Um, I approach everything as a journalist. I'm still a journalist. I still have my integrity. I don't ever say there's a ghost in this building. I say this person says they saw a ghost in this building. I don't believe in ghosts or Bigfoot or Nessie, but I do believe that there are lots of people who believe in those things. So I report their stories. Um, if I don't know it to be true, I clearly identify it as a legend. Um, what's the weirdest story? Well, let me tell you one thing really quickly before I go into the weirdest. I did a story last year that was that people really loved, and it had the connection to Liverpool. Right. You all have heard, I assume, of James Maybrick, who yeah. lived in Battle Creek, and yeah. he was once thought to be Jack the Ripper. You right. know this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was married to a woman from Alabama, and she came to live with him in, in his Battle Creek estate, and she was later convicted of murdering him because he died of arsenic poison. Well, at the time, uh, people used arsenic for cosmetic reasons and all kinds of things. And James Maybrick was known as an arsenic eater. He did it for his health and then became addicted. So in 1889, he died, and his wife was convicted of murder and spent 15 years in prison, although many people thought she was innocent. Um, she was finally released, came back to the States, and became a reclusive cat lady. 
She died in 1941, and then in 1992, some man claimed he found the diary of James Maybrick that proved he was Jack the Ripper. Now, lots of people think that was a hoax. Some people believe in it. But if it were true, we would have an Alabama woman who was Mrs. Jack the Ripper. It's also a hell of a story, Kelly. (laughs) Isn't that great? Now, America is full of weird and wonderful things. We do this feature called uh, Beyond the Dark, and we go all around the world, but we're always in America because they seem to write about and have books about aliens, etc. What's your uh, stance on aliens, and have you written any fabulous stories about them? Oh, I've written about them plenty, and I get newsletters from MUFON, which is the Mutual UFO Network, and I keep up with sightings and things, but no, I've, I've never seen one. One of, our, one of our most famous sightings here in Alabama occurred in 1989 in this little tiny town called Fife. And um, what was interesting about it is the people, the, the police department was getting calls, hey, we see something in the sky. Well, the, the police chief and the assistant police chief went out to see what was going on, and they reported seeing UFOs. So because they were reliable witnesses that reported UFOs, it became a big news item, and papers all over the world were writing about it, about this little town of Spice. Um, these days, they have a, a little festival every year called the UFO Festival, mm-hmm. and they celebrate, you know, their notoriety they had. What's your thoughts on UFOs yourself? Um, here's, I have trouble believing in the aliens that they picture in books that all look, you know, like these little green people or whatever. But I never rule anything out because I believe it's awfully, uh, I don't know, it's how can we believe that there's nothing else out there but us? Well, you see, that's where we agree again. I sit in the tower looking out at the sky at night and thinking, how dare we be so arrogant to think we are the only people? (laughs) Yes, yes. Now, tell me, ghosts, do you believe, first of all, to believe in ghosts? Now, uh, let me tell you an interesting background to this. I had been a single mom for 20 years. My daughter's dad died when she was two. And when I got this this job, and one of the first things I did was take a local ghost tour, you know, where they take you around to historic sites and tell you the ghost stories behind them. Well, that's how I met my new husband. He was giving the ghost tour that night. And, and I had the excuse of, well, I'm going to call you for some ideas for my columns. And that's how we met and we got married last October. Well, he has more of a belief in the supernatural than I do because he's been to lots of these so-called haunted houses and he's experienced more. I have never seen a ghost. I'm sure if I saw one, I would firmly believe in them. But I have not seen one, so right now I don't believe. So you must have written about them. What's the most bizarre story you've written about ghosts? Um, I We have a place here um, where I am, which is in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, and interestingly, it's a very uh, space-oriented, engineer-oriented place with lots and lots of intelligent folks. But we have a site here called the Dead Children's Playground, which sounds awful, doesn't it? It is a little uh, playground with swing sets and all. That are, it's built right up against the wall of a cemetery. 
And the cemetery beyond that is filled with children who died in the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic. And so when people would see the swings moving or, you know, the seesaw, the teeter-totter moving or any of that, they would attribute it to be the ghost of the children buried in the cemetery next door. Wow. I'm talking to Kelly Kazek, who is a weird news journalist over in Alabama. I've got to say, Kelly, you must be the perfect dinner guest. Oh, actually, I love to tell people that. When I go to speak at events and things, I do a lot of public speaking, and I tell them, I'm going to tell you lots of things that will make you the most popular person at the dinner party because there are so many strange tales. I get so many weird emails. I get uh, people sharing weird things on Facebook. And it's so funny because I'm such an ordinary average person, and yet um, we have a collection of Bigfoot dolls now. We have a Bigfoot and a, and a Loch Ness Monster in our garden, and it's so funny because I'm really not that person. I'm really very ordinary. Is there a story you've written about as a journalist that you really can't fathom and you can't get your head around? Well, um, I'll, I'll tell you two things. Uh, one is I got a phone call one day. Like I said, I get lots of the – I attract lots of unusual things and unusual people. So I had a phone call one day, and someone with a really low voice asked if if this was Kelly, and I said yes. And then she says, I think I'm possessed. And I said, by what? And she said, demons. So I'm at a complete loss of what to say next because I have absolutely no experience (laughs) dealing with demons or people who are possessed by them. So I talked to her for a minute. She told me where she was from, and I checked the phone number where she was from, and she was from Georgia. And I wondered why she called me, and I never could figure out if she was serious or if it was a joke, but she sounded dead serious, and she told me lots of things. And finally, the only thing I could think to do was say, I'm not sure how to help you with this, but you should call your local police station. Well, my husband is a former police officer, and he... He said, "What do you? why do you think the police could help her? I said, well, I don't know, but I sure can't. And don't they deal with people who are crazy? And he said, well, what if she wasn't crazy? And I said, well, they can help her better than I can. But I never could figure out if she was serious, but it was one of the weirdest phone calls I have ever had, and I was clueless as to what to do. Have you ever been scared of a story? I have. I have felt scared at a couple of places. Um, Like I said, I've been more scared writing about criminals in the news than I have. Um, I wrote about these twin murderers one time, these twin brothers who murdered someone. And when I was a very young journalist, about 24, and and they gave me the heebie-jeebies. They scared me to death. But um, I have had some places I've visited that are supposedly haunted where I've suddenly felt a creep up my neck. And um, my husband, Will, laughed at me one time because he was waiting in the car while I took pictures of this abandoned haunted hotel. And I was going around taking pictures, and all of a sudden, one of the doors opened and closed, and I go scurrying back to the car, and he was laughing so hard. And I said, I couldn't help it. I felt something was behind me. Wow. Now, talking about criminals giving you the eebie-jeebies, I, a long time ago, interviewed a lady who'd written a book about mass murderers, um, serial killers, and she interviewed a man who used to kill his victims with a towel. 
And when she interviewed him, he'd just come from the gym and sat there with a chowl round his neck. Oh, yeah, that would be frightening. Now, with talking about criminals and journalists, have you ever written about inane, stupid uh, criminals that make a botch of the job? I have written about, um, I also call myself the nude news reporter because I write lots about naked criminals because they end up going, like, driving through the drive through naked to give the little drive through teenager a, a, a fright. Or I've written about um, the, uh, someone taking off his clothes and riding one of the uh, carts through Walmart because he's drunk. And just all kinds of things like that. I think one of them who was drunk and riding through Walmart stopped and got some uh, wine off the shelf and started drinking it while he was riding around before finally being arrested. And then I've written about a guy who was a nude pastor and had a, a church where the congregation <laughs> would sit nude, and he would give the he would give his sermon in, in the nude. And so, of course, I wonder things like don't they stick to the pews and and you know what all, all these things? But it turns out they sit on towels, and when it's cold out, they might wear a sweater, but nothing else, which doesn't make sense to me if you're a nudist, but. Anyway, it turned out to be a very interesting story. Very nice. Did you get lots of pictures on that one? <laughs> no, they had a video online that I used, but oh, of course right. it, it was all very uh, family-oriented. Have you ever been to a church that you don't like, that you felt uncomfortable in? Well, we have some abandoned churches here, and to me those are very spooky places. We went to one um, that my husband often does with me. We went to one that was in a... Uh, a school, it was called a training school for bad girls. These were girls who, juveniles who'd gotten into trouble. And so they went to this place where they could be um, out of the regular population and, and sort of, um, they were, you know, it was sort of a juvenile delinquent center. But they had a uh, chapel built there. And it was an old stone chapel and the, the whole place was, was quite old. But after a tornado damaged it, they left the whole place abandoned. And as you can imagine, a place that has cell-like doors for, for young girls and all of that with weeds growing up in it is a very spooky place. And the chapel itself was, was creepy, and there were um, wet, moldy Bibles scattered all around, and it was really one of those places that gave me a bad feel. I've been to New Orleans. Have you written about yes. witch doctors? I've been to New Orleans myself also, but no, I haven't written about witch doctors. I have written about psychics. About psychics? What, what have you found out about psychics? We've had a, a couple here. They're all very much um, back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, we've, we had one who was called the X plus Y equals Z pastor. I don't know why. And he would go into a trance, and he went while he was in this trance that he wouldn't remember afterwards. He would make all of these predictions that would come true. And he was actually a pastor of a church in a tiny town called Mooresville, Alabama. And he, this uh, power just came on to him one day, and then it went away when he was older, and no one could ever explain it. How can people find out more about you? You're fascinating. 
Well, AL.com is, is my home, um, and I have lots and lots of, of fun stories. And my name is weird enough, Kazik, it's K-A-Z-E-K, that if you Google me, um, you'll get lots of interesting stuff. I also have a blog, KellyKazik.com, where I put some of my weird and fun stuff. What story are you working on right now? Well, this week I'm on vacation, so I'm not working on anything. But we are taking one of our uh, weird trips this weekend, and believe it or not, to Kentucky. And we're thinking about going to a haunted asylum there called Waverly Sanatorium. Have a wonderful holiday. Thank you for talking to me, Kelly. Oh, thank you so much for having me on.